Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Always an exciting week in the world of Apex, so I'm still excited. The adrenaline is pumping. The adrenaline is pumping and we got a good episode today. We get to break down the latest and greatest weapon to join Apex Legends, the Nemesis AR. It's going to be fun. And uh, let's just say it's tuned out, as the developers said. And we'll we'll get the full breakdown on the numbers and the AR meta as it currently stands. So it's going to be a good episode. Before we dive into it, though, if you want a question answered on the podcast, ask it in our Discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you'd like, drop us a follow on Twitter at Kirkwood O'Shea and at HB Burrison. We're trying to be, you know, active and tweeting over there. I'm ranting about the Lakers left and right, and uh, Henry's doing a better job talking about Apex things. <laughs> we try our best. Twitter's hard, but, you know, it's also easy. Just got to write. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, another reminder to join the third party invitational tournament. I'm really, really excited about the OG Legends. I think there's some interesting strategy things uh, that are related to the new class system that really shake things up. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't miss out. If this goes well, we'll definitely continue doing monthly tournaments. So don't think just because, oh, they're going to be doing more tournaments, you know, I can skip this one. Don't miss this one because it's going to really mm-hmm. influence how much we're able to continue doing it. So don't miss out. Well said. With that, though, let's dive into the episode. And Henry, the new weapon, the nemesis. Give us a little intro. What are we talking about here? Why are we talking about the new weapon now? What's the context? Why is it important for people to know the numbers and information that goes into the balancing of these new weapons? Yeah, so honestly, it's been a long time since we've gone deep into the numbers. We've done an intense breakdown. Um, And the reason is, if you've listened to our last episode, we haven't really had a lot of content that has made that necessary. Um, Whether it be massive shifts in the weapon meta or a huge new weapon that makes a massive splash, the Nemesis certainly fits the bill for that. Um, You know, we try to break down weapons so that you actually know not only should you use this weapon, but what are the weaknesses? How can it be countered? What attachments do you really need? You know, like a lot of times we recommend don't necessarily pick up that weapon that you really like unless you already have the mag or the barrel stabilizer or the the turbocharger. So there's some qualifications for how you use weapons because we're in a BR, you have to loot. So those are some things we like to talk about. Um, But going into the nemesis, what is it all about? I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people know by now that it is the latest and greatest addition to the assault rifle class. It is an energy weapon. It is a four round burst gun, but not only is it an energy burst AR, but it ramps up its pace. So the burst delay decreases every time you fire, and that ranks up all the way to 100% to simulate a fully automatic weapon. So 
really, this is a burst weapon that you can just hold down the trigger. And over time, it will pretty much become fully automatic. Wild. I mean, just yeah. the description, <laughs> let alone you know what we know about the numbers or even the magazine size, it sounds impressive. It sounds kind of scary. Um, just well, what is it? Speaking of the sound of the weapon, sounds scary in the game yep. also. This thing is intense. But yeah, it, it is a wild introduction. We've been asking for something to come in and be an AR that competes with these top dogs. It's been the R301 in a tier and the flatline in a tier. It feels like maybe with the flatline sneaking in and having its arguments at time for being the better weapon. But it's been those two forever. and. You know, the, we've had other ARs come in and just not really be as impactful. And you know, the Nemesis does two awesome things. It's going to come in and compete with those guns and really open up the meta in a new way. And it also gives more, you know, gravitas to the energy class. And that's a big deal as well because we've always felt like the energy class was, la- I want to say it felt like it was lacking in AR because I don't think you or I are huge Havoc guys. And the Havoc's kind of been down in the dumps now for a while. So, yeah, it's a it's a big introduction, I think, to say the least. Totally. And I, I like that you bring up this idea of just energy class, energy ammo. You're <laughs> right that it's kind of been the black sheep of the fully automatic. It doesn't really rival heavy or light. Um, that being said... There is definitely a place in the game for the L-Star. The Volt is amazing. Mm -hmm. But the Devotion being the single most attachment-intensive weapon in the game and being an LMG holds it back. And similar with the Havoc, you know, needing to have the turbocharger to feel confident in it and having the charge-up, which will kill you in not only close range fights, but across the board, um, makes the energy class, I think, a little bit tainted that people don't have a lot of confidence in any of the guns unless it's a Volt. So I think the yeah. Nemesis is facing an uphill battle for that reason. And maybe that explains why it's tuned so hot because yeah. it has a lot to prove because it takes energy ammo. Yeah, and that's fair. But I think if you can if you can put that aside for a second, which not everybody can do, it's just great to once again have, you know, the reason you carry some of these leveling guns is so you can get to the final form. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see more havoc, more L-star cuz people are going to be using them as a way to hold attachments and ammo for the nemesis, which is just something we haven't had in a long time and that's progression is a huge part of apex in the class system and so potentially welcoming that back into the energy class is really cool i think i absolutely agree and i'm excited about it i even think the devotion you know will be included in that people will be using all Mm -hmm. the weapons more um but on top of just looking at energy why does that help explain what's going on with the nemesis and why is it so exciting not only is it kind of a needed weapon for the energy class but it's coming in and everything's getting out of the way um the volt is going into the replicator for at least the beginning of this split we might break that tradition 
because of the nemesis. Yeah. I think it's possible. So the Volt is going off the ground. The R301 is going to damage the nerf, which is huge. The Havoc is still, you know, writhing in pain after the turbocharger nerf in season 15, which we'll talk a little bit later about. And then the Hemlock, mm-hmm. the other burst AR, thrown into the supply drop for probably three seasons. Um, so tons of like moving around the entire weapon meta in the AR class to create space for the Nemesis very much on purpose. Yeah. Well, Henry, I, we, we're talking a lot about the Nemesis holistically, where it kind of fits in. Walk us through the nitty gritty. Talk to me about the numbers. They've really come out and said the Nemesis is tuned hot. We've leading up to the season said the Nemesis is tuned hot. It's really freaking good. When we actually got the gun in our hands and we got to look at those numbers, how did that end up actually breaking down in comparison to some of the other ARs? Yeah. So let's dive straight in. All the numbers we're going to look at on this episode are magazine size, reload speed, time to kill, accuracy, and then going into other strengths and characteristics. We're going to talk a little bit about the rate of fire as well as the damage per shot, which is something that we normally don't focus on because Mm -hmm. it's a number that is within that time to kill and the accuracy. It's not super important, but I think for a burst weapon and the characteristics of how you use it, there's going to be some fun things to talk about. Um, But diving straight in. So Nemesis magazine size, impressive. You start with 20. You upgrade all the way to a purple or gold mag that is 32. Um, That's, I I consider it to be the best because I don't count the Havoc. But the Havoc caps out at 36. (laughs) The R301 caps out at 28 and the Flatline 30. So the Nemesis has more shots than both the R301 and the Flatline. that is impressive, I think. You know, we think about the flatline being, wow, 30 rounds, that's a lot. Um, the Nemesis does one better. So impressed already uh, with an early start. Yeah, definitely. Reload is a little bit interesting here. Both the Nemesis and the Havoc only have one reload speed. So no matter if you have rounds left in the mag or clip, you're going to hit the same reload time as if you emptied the complete mag. Um, For the Nemesis, that time is going to be 2.43 seconds. For the Havoc, it's going to be 2.88 seconds. So in that regard, the Nemesis is faster than the Havoc in terms of reload speed. Now, the R301 and the Flatline have a tactical reload. Both of their tactical reloads are 2.16 seconds. So a little bit faster than the Nemesis in that kind of transition reload time. But I think what matters a little bit more is that full reload speed in this specific case. The R301 has a full reload of 2.88 seconds, and the flatline is at 2.79 seconds. Both fairly close together but both slower than the Nemesis's overall reload speed of 2.43 seconds. Um, You know, a lot of numbers there, a lot of, you know, seconds. The takeaway is the Nemesis is almost half a second faster at full reload than all the other ARs. And that's intense. Um, I think this is something that you're going to feel in game. And the reason that I think full reload is what's important is when you're at that medium range, 
you are emptying the full mag. You're not necessarily, you know, firing a couple of shots and then swapping. You're not firing a couple of shots, going behind cover and, you know, reloading at a tactical. You're kind of going to be trying to put out as much damage as possible with an assault rifle. Um, you have any thoughts about these numbers breakdowns? It is really interesting to see that it does have like, yeah, we're going to, you're going to go through a lot of these and spoiler, a lot of these are just like, oh, the best, oh, the best, oh, the best. And I think like you, to your point, there's a strong argument that yes, this is the best still because it is half second faster on the full reload than anything else. But it, I think also seeing it break down relishes the importance of a tactical reload mm-hmm. if you're using the other weapons. And that is where you can still find an advantage. And understanding your weapons, the use case for all of them is really important here. So yeah, like highlight to the Nemesis, very strong. Shout out to the R31 and Flatline that now more than ever, the tactical reload is valuable um, and you know can still uh, outdo some of the other guns that are, that are out there. So just got to throw some emphasis there uh, personally. Yeah, and I think the tactical reload is named so appropriately because you do have to be yeah. really tactical. You have to go to cover. You have to figure out, why am I doing this? Because you're still taking over two seconds out of the fight as an AR. Mm-hmm. So how do you actually turn that disadvantage to an advantage? And that's hitting your shots, being smart about it. So mm-hmm. very good. Um, time to kill. This is where the money's at. The Nemesis is the, I think, best, but maybe we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, let the listeners decide. <laughs> um, time to kill against a purple armored enemy hitting only body shots with the Nemesis is 1.058 seconds. This is the exact same time as the previous time to kill of the R301. But now, the R301 having a damage nerf is now at 1.143 seconds. So slower by you know a tenth of a second than the nemesis. And when it comes to time to kill, that is a lot. You know, that's a that's a good amount. Um, a tenth of a second is definitely perceivable by the human eye, and it definitely counts in-game. Um, the flat line is not much faster than the R301 now, but is at 1.111 seconds. Um, so a few thousands of a second uh, faster than the R301. And then the Havoc is in such an interesting place right now after the Season 15 Turbocharger <laughs> nerf. Without the Turbocharger, the time to kill is under a second at 0.99 seconds. With the Turbocharger, you wouldn't believe it, it's actually slower because of the damage nerf. So it's actually 1.053 seconds. That is imperceptibly faster than the Nemesis's time to kill. Mm-hmm. But why I kind of give the edge to this new kid on the block is you don't have to have a charge up. You know, yes, you mm-hmm. have a burst delay, but the Havoc just competing head to head against the Nemesis, I don't think it's going to work out very well. You're going to be less range you have the charge up that's going to hurt you in the close range it's tough scenes i think uh when it comes down to as close as the numbers are the Mm -hmm. style and mechanics of the weapon lean towards the nemesis i think for time to kill raw power yeah the nemesis it just has that 
full auto, even though it's a burst gun momentum. And that's big. And the Havoc has had this fast TTK all of last season. We were never, we ended up never making the argument for the Havoc over the R301 just because it's so freaking hard to use it, ideally. It's awesome that there is a situation in which the Havoc can be used in an ideal situation and be like the most effective AR. It's really hard to do. Not even the pros try and do it, even with the time to kill being faster, which I think illustrates the difficulty of it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You look at TTK, and it just is a perfect illustration of they are backing up what they said. They said they're tuning the gun hot, and they say they want this gun to compete for the meta. How do we make this gun compete for the meta? Well, the R31's everybody's favorite weapon. Let's make the R31 a little bit worse, and let's put the Nemesis right in that exact same spot. Not even slightly different, exactly the same. Um, this is a very active decision for them to put the TTK uh, at what the old R301 was. And yeah, it's a, it's impactful. It's a strong one. It's the top dog for a reason. And honorable shout out to the flatline that kind of now takes its place over the R301 in the TTK category of like, hey, it's harder to use, but it kills a little bit faster when for a long time it was the R301 was easier to use and kills faster. Uh, so a little bit more of a shine on the flatline versus the R301. Um, at least it has its argument now. <laughs> yeah, I I think the time to kill is definitely the sticker number. It's very important. Um, you know, you see the magazine size, you see that base damage, but the time to kill is kind of how we evaluate weapons head to head. The last number we're going to really look at is the accuracy. And in many ways, I think this is sometimes more valuable than the time to kill. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody agrees. But uh, I think the accuracy, <laughs> just in a BR, where there are so many variables, there's you know so many components around looting and third parties, and accuracy translates to the forgiveness, the ease of use. And for the nemesis, if you are hitting body shots, Purple armored enemy, you have to be 37.5% accurate to get a knock. In contrast, the R301, you have to be 57% accurate. The flatline, you have to be 40%. And then the Havoc, actually exactly the same at 37.5% accurate. Um, interesting numbers here. You know, you're, you're seeing the Nemesis as tied for first in terms of accuracy needed. Um, mm -hmm. but you also have a real difference and being close to the flat line is definitely one thing, but the fact that the nemesis can kind of transition to that fully automatic weapon that has a barrel stabilizer that can really get going. And I think feel like an R301, the fact that it has 20% more accuracy because of the damage profile and the magazine capacity. That's impressive. That's, I think, what mm -hmm. makes this gun at the top of the AR meta right now is just how forgiving it is on top of having the damage and the mag and the reload mm -hmm. speed to back it up. Yeah, you're very right. It is the most forgiving weapon we've ever seen. It is the top of all these categories. If tied for the top, if not the top, where you look at these and you go one by one, you say, has the best magazine structure, most likely. And I, Take the Havoc out of this because nobody uses the Havoc. Havoc's been the yeah. same for a while now and nobody uses it. But best mag, most consistent reload, fastest TTK, 
best accuracy. That's like, like a clean sweep. And because of that, we're seeing a very dominant weapon right now. Um, we're kind of interested to see if they're going to get any potential patches to this weapon or if we're going to kind of let it thrive for a little bit here uh, in this coming season or seasons uh, of maybe Nemesis time. But it's interesting. It's an easy gun to use and it's a powerful gun. So would recommend using it because of those things. Yeah, I think to kind of summarize each weapon and their strengths, Nemesis, so good at everything. And on top of that, it has the best iron sights probably in the game. You know, if not, <laughs> you know, close to that charge rifle um, in yeah. terms of irons. R301, it also has a barrel stabilizer. Pretty good recoil. I would say it's the at-range AR right now on the ground. Flatline, I want to talk a little bit more about it, but it has a really high damage per shot, which I think makes it a weirdly controllable AR. I know everybody says, <laughs> oh, so much horizontal recoil, it's hard to use, especially with the hip fire nerfs now. Maybe it's not as true, but I think that with the R301 nerfs, the flatline for one specific reason could be, you know, that second in class behind the Nemesis right now. Yeah, I, I think that's really fair. <laughs> and then the Havoc, not much to say, and take this with a grain of salt, but maybe it's that close range AR if you're pre-firing and yeah. you're catching your enemy on a bad day. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> hard to make an argument for the Havoc. Um, I know there's a lot of fans of the Havoc out there that... We piss off, but at the end of the day, it is not as versatile as any of the other ARs, and that is what makes a good AR. So if the Havoc had the handling of an SMG or you know the magazine of a LMG, mm-hmm. maybe you know it would have a better use case, but it just doesn't really go head-to-head with the other ARs. Yeah. I'd love that Havoc to go back to the... Um... You know, the advantage of the Havoc was that you didn't really need to loot. And yeah. You just had a gun that you could pick up. Like, that was a fun iteration of the Havoc and was something pretty unique and cool on this game. So, I'd like to see something change with that weapon for sure. Uh, we're going to keep talking about the Nemesis and these weapons. But before I do, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. I went to the ad break, Henry. Was there anything you wanted to throw in there on the that Havoc? <laughs> no, uh, I did like the. Well, I guess I'll I'll add one thing, Shay, now that you mention it. <laughs> There's so much room for the turbocharger to leave the game. Like yeah. you could build it back into the havoc and have a fair gun. You know, the thing holding back the havoc is that ramp up. You know, like it doesn't it has kind of hard recoil. It's not great at range, but its use case is that close range time to kill, coupled with the mag size. Right now, it can't really execute that because it needs a legendary hop-up, you know? And I guess all hop-ups are legendary now, so joke's on me, but I think there's an opportunity for that Season 5 Havoc to maybe come back. Yeah, that would be... That's the dream, Yeah, someday. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I did want to talk just a little bit more about the flatline and the Nemesis by going over the rounds per second or the rate of fire and the damage per shot to the body. Um, There's some interesting stuff to look at here that I think backs up the claim, not only that the Nemesis is OP, 
but the flat line is a good weapon. So, first, the damage per shot. Nemesis mm-hmm. is at 17. R301 is now at 13. Flatline is at 18. And the Havoc is at 18 or 17 if you have a turbo. That's kind of crazy, I think, to me, that the Flatline is so high on that and the R301 is so, so low on that. Like the Nemesis coming in at such a high damage per shot definitely plays a role in its power. I mean, the TGK changes to the R301 have reinforced now more than ever that the R301 is that classic assault rifle that shoots straight. But normally, those guns in video games are easy to use, but they don't actually deal the most damage. They don't actually have the most potential. They get outgunned by everything else. And that's, I think, kind of where the R301 is sliding in right now. Uh, which is really freaking interesting. And yeah. to your point of the flatline having that higher damage per shot, that damage per shot means more now, more than ever, because there isn't the opportunity for the flatline to just straight out TTK the gun, or for the Arthur one to straight out TTK the gun. Yeah. And so you'll get those benefits tenfold over at this point. Yeah. And the R301 has got the good recoil, but because of the low damage, you it's the only AR where you have to hit a majority of your mag. Um, to actually knock somebody with purple armor if you have a purple mag. So if everything's yeah. equal, you know, if you're if you're going into a fair fight, you have to hit all a lot of your shots uh, with the R3. So that's I think a fair assessment of where it's at. It will get outgunned um, by other ARs right now, but which is kind of too bad. But yeah, time it was not. It was time for some change. Definitely. So I'm cool with it. It had honestly. four years. You know, let's yeah. let's see what happens <laughs> the next four years. Uh, they're going to take it back in one season. Probably. Arthur was going to be top dog, right? Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but looking at damage per shot alone doesn't really give you a whole lot because, like we're talking about, you have to couple that in with the recoil and the rate of fire. Rate of fire is I think my second favorite metric to look at. I like to look at accuracy and then rate of fire. And the reason is accuracy gives you how much you know forgiveness is this weapon going to give you? And then the rate of fire gives you how controllable is it? You know, both those things are pretty similar, you know, like forgiveness and controllability. But in a BR where you have to be reactive, you have to be, you know, on your game, there's so many things attacking you with airstrikes hitting you and black holes sucking you in mm-hmm. that when it comes to, oh, my time to kill is a tenth of a second slower or faster, doesn't matter. Handling, controllability, that's kind of what I think makes a better pick for a weapon. So let's look at the ARs right now. Rounds per second, Nemesis is at 11.1. R301 is 13.5, Flatline is at 10, and the Havoc is at 11.2. So this, is, this might be weird, but the Flatline is the slowest rate of fire, followed by, closely, the Havoc, then Nemesis, then the R301. Or a little bit reverse there. Nemesis, then Havoc. Um, but they're so, so close. I think that the flatline actually has a strength here. 
Um, you think about rate of fire as good, you know, that gives you a faster time to kill normally. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, a lower rate of fire, kind of like how everybody likes the alternator, because it has a low rate of fire, gives you more control. You don't just fire your entire mag into the air because it's so fast. And I think because the flat line is slower and has the highest damage per shot, leading it to be a pretty solid time to kill, good accuracy as well, it's a really good gun. This, this like moment will be outshined by the Nemesis, but the flat line, if you have heavy attachments, it's a really good option. And I think being fully automatic, it will have a use case to take out all the Nemesis players that are already flooding the lobbies. So just wanted to say, I think this is a good moment for the flatline, despite the Nemesis taking over. Yeah, and I mean, I will say like it's anecdotal as well, but they made adjustments to the hip fire of the ARs to make it harder. Just in day one, I still have had some success with the hip fire flatline, which is something that's always been a uh, pro of this weapon compared to the other ARs. So maybe it still has some relevance there, which would be another little advantage. Uh, I don't want to say that with 100% certainty and buff my chest or puff my chest out about it, but uh, just a small little note there uh, to tack on. Next thing to talk about cannot be, you know, dismissed or overlooked, mm-hmm. and it's burst there are pros and cons of burst that cannot be reflected in the numbers um the first one being headshots headshot multiplier is 1.75 it absolutely destroys whatever the damage time to kill number table that we have worked out if you hit headshots you win fights with an ar that's just point blank period And if you are an average player aiming at an enemy's chest with a burst weapon, you're almost undoubtedly going to hit probably one, if not two or three headshots in a fight. And that is why you feel like you're getting absolutely beamed right now with the Nemesis is the headshot multiplier. And the reason that you can kind of just know that by feel is when you used to get killed by the R301, you weren't like, what the heck just happened? Like, what was that gun? I died so fast. When the time to kill on paper is the same right now as the Nemesis. It's because that the in-game time to kill is actually so much faster because it's a burst gun. Yeah, I mean, burst is such an interesting thing. And to be totally truthful, the reason that I think this is such a funny conversation with the Nemesis in particular is that the Nemesis gets the pros and the, the pros of the burst and doesn't get the cons because it transitioned into a fully AR weapon. So you get the initial headshots and then all of a sudden you're shooting a laser beam uh, because it transitions into that full AR. So you get that headshots, you get the benefits of burst in every way, shape, and form, and you do not take on the cons with this weapon, in yeah. my opinion. Like one of the cons of the burst weapons is that the recoil can be semi harder to control at times. And you offer the great point of that it can lead to headshots because it naturally just kicks back up at you. Well, awesome. Here's a gun that kicks back up at you and then continues to go into essentially full auto. So 
this is why the nemesis is going to be so good is because you get the pros without the cons of the barest weapons, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why it's unfair. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of what it is. I, there's not much to debate about it. You know, you have the Prowler that is a five round burst where that's hard. And if you miss an entire five round burst, which is possible because of the recoil yeah. in a close quarters environment, you will die. And right now, you will absolutely die to the R99 because it's insane. But recoil normally is that counterpoint to burst weapons. It definitely is with the Hemlock and the Prowler. It isn't for the Nemesis. So mm-hmm. it's kind of all positive. Um, I think that we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but the thing that is going to be hard for the Nemesis is that energy weapons just have a bad reputation. Everything's good about the gun. There's plenty of room for the gun because they forced it in. But still, I think people don't like energy ammo. They don't like energy. So I love energy. I'm, this is I'm your the moment. Minority. Yeah. I know. Well, it's just like I've, I enjoy the Volt. I actually enjoy the L Star and I love the triple take. Yeah. So I've always used energy weapons and I'm pissed that all my energy mags are gone now because nobody else used to use them. So. Yeah, it's definitely got something to overcome. It's got that stigma of being energy. Um, I think it's going to be good enough to do so, though. And early inclinations are that's going to be the case because everybody is killing me with it right now. Uh, it's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, the question now is, will that slow down? Um, when will the nemesis catch a nerf? Um, I think is, is a big question. It's a good question. I mean, we've seen history of guns catching nerfs very quickly after coming out. This is, you know, this one feels a little different. This one feels like they're actively trying to do it very intentionally to mess with the R301 and flatline supremacy. So I think it will get dialed back a little bit, maybe at the end of the season. I think the only way it gets hot patched is if enough of the community just kind of like leans into it and says like it's too frustrating, it's not fair, we can't play ALGS stuff with the nemesis on the ground because everybody's going to be using it. Like I think if there's pushback from the higher ups in the community and the esports scene, we could see it catch somewhat of a nerf semi soon. But I wouldn't bet money on that. Yeah, I I think that the state of the weapon is absolutely deserving of a two-week hot patch, but it won't get one. That's what I'm betting on because it just seems so purposeful. Like Every consideration was taken to make this gun dominate that I think they want to let it ride. So use it and be on the right side of history. You know, Don't try (laughs) to fight the nemesis. Just join them immediately. Let's ride with the nemesis. That's the takeaway. Any final thoughts, though, uh, on the new weapon and the AR meta overall? I think one of the things that I'm questioning is nemesis will eventually get a nerf. The hemlock will eventually come back onto the ground. The time to kill on the R301 might be reverted. If all three of those things happen, is there a place for the nemesis? You know, like, we're going to have two energy ARs and two burst ARs. Like, long term, is the Nemesis going to be a fit in this game? I, my hope for the Nemesis is that it is 
from now until the end of the time, inserting its name into the R301 flatline conversation yeah. of you can use any of those three and they're close to each other in terms of effectiveness. Um, it's not as bad as the hemlock. It's not as bad as the havoc. And it's not significantly better. That's where I hope it slides in. And I think there's room for it to do so. I think the havoc being as kind of unwanted as it is right now uh, gives that room. If yeah. they ever do a havoc buff and say, hey, we want the havoc to be meta again, then I think you'll run into a tough situation with the nemesis where we've never seen two of the same class of weapon in the same ammo type dominate at the same time. Prowler's been good before. Car has been good before. And the car is kind of cheating because it's both, you know, classes. But like, so we don't really see those both at the same time. Like, we've never seen the R99 and the alternator both be like the absolute tip top of the meta at the same time. It's always one taketh, one giveth. So that's maybe the concern for the Nemesis is if we kind of get the competition in its own class someday. But I think it does have room to kind of shine on its own. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And a lot that supports that is the Nemesis is a somewhat fully automatic weapon that has a barrel yeah. stabilizer and doesn't require a hop up. You know, right now the Hemlock is juiced in the supply drop, but it has a boosted loader. The mm-hmm. Havoc has these cool numbers, but it needs a turbocharger. So yeah. the Nemesis has a lot going for it and it will probably continue to have a lot going for it forever. I think, like you yeah. said, it's probably going to be in that Trinity. Uh, for the next four seasons, you know, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting. We're going to wrap this show up, though, by answering some questions. We got a couple to get through today. Our first question is coming off of Twitter or yes. Discord. Twitter, Twitter from Sergeant Buttercups. Quote With ranked maps going to 24 hour rotate, thoughts on a world where ranked RP is permanent? Uh, no split resets, and you have an RP decay rate. Each day you go without playing, you have a compounding RP loss starting at 0.5% and increasing 0.25% per day. What are your thoughts? I am friendly to this idea. Um, I think that always resetting season to season to season doesn't always make a whole lot of sense, and I think what this question brings up is so valid in that if we're just going to be mixing maps all the time, then these badges, these achievements, these ranked are no longer tied to your skill in a particular map. Um, I don't think that having it penalize you for not playing every day is the way to go, but I think that there is a opportunity for a at the split, you just kind of get punished if you don't play then. So like you can play. But instead of a hard reset and a soft reset, there is a activation of a decay. So like you have to keep playing. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't decay every day, but if you take a break for 10 days, then after that break, it starts decaying. I just don't want people to have to play every single day of their life. Yeah. So I yeah, think I- having something like that would be nice. Ask people to play every single day. Yeah, can't do that. That's for sure. People will get too frustrated. And the, just the optics of it will be too frustrating uh, on that. Um, my thoughts, I'm not actually as against like resets and split resets, generally speaking. I, I like the fact that if you 
decide to not play for a split or not play for a season for whatever reason, you have a friendly opportunity of when to rejoin the ranked grind effectively. Um, but I'm also not against something like this either that has just a different, like a system change that makes sense. I'm all for as long as it makes sense and doesn't require people to play daily to keep up with things because people have lives outside of playing video games and Apex. I mean, I've always been a fan of, you know, ranked systems that measure your skill outside of time played. And so you can get to high ranks quickly. Um, And maybe this could match something more like that because once you got to your rank, you would stay there for longer. But then you would also, it's a hard thing to balance because you have to figure out a way to say like, oh, if you hit masters, but then take two months off. How do you, where do they end up now? Because when they turn the game back on, they're probably not going to be a master level player. Did they decay enough versus just kind of having them have a fresh start on a split? So it's an interesting question. It's uh, a good question yeah. for sure. <laughs> Next, we've got a five star question coming from American Dream. Howdy, Shay and Henry. This is American X Dream here. Again, I've got a two for one. I'd like to hear y'all's opinion on maybe have. Being ultimate skins. For instance, Pathy's Zip, Wraith's Portal, Rev's Totem, or Loba's Black Market, changing colors and overall look since they have skins for everything else. Number two, there have been rumors of a new Energy AR and the R301 going into the care package. How would y'all feel about the new weapon and how much better the R301 really could be? Good question, American Dream. Um, on the Energy AR and R31, you kind of just heard our thoughts on all that, so I don't need to reiterate it. On the customized skins and uh, customizable ultimates, yeah, I'm for it. I think in-game customization is way cooler than stuff like stickers and weapon charms, um, as long as you strike the balance between it being obvious what's a friendly versus what's an enemy, and that it doesn't just kind of clutter the screen. I'm a supporter uh, at that point because I think it's cool to be able, or if it's just like you see it on your screen only, but it doesn't show that way for enemies kind of thing. Cause you know, I think it's cool if you were looking back at your Wraith portal and it was green instead of blue uh, for whatever reason. So not against it. I, I'd be surprised if they did it to be totally truthful with you, but uh, yeah. I think that the closest we've gotten and the closer we will get to something like this is carrying the skin to things that are worn by the legends. So Gibraltar's gun shield is a part of the skin, but it also is an ability. Um, I think the reason that you know we're not going to see this, and you don't see this in hero shooters, to my knowledge. Like you don't have black holes that are put into the world and they look different or are a different color. And the reason for that is it needs to be identifiable by teammates and enemies. You know, like you need to understand what is this ability. Um, you know, I worry that if you had a wraith portal that, you know, changed colors every single time you saw it or changed its uh, you know, pattern, you'd have more players that are confused and definitely the the newer players of the game. So I think that it's probably for the best that we have this one amount of 
simplicity uh, for the deployable abilities in the game. Yeah, well said. Last question for the day, five star coming from Shillin Crypto. Love the pod and love it even more because you guys love crypto so much. I'm a crypto main and friends that I play with used to hate when I would play as him. And that has changed to them demanding me to play as him. I think he's the best and I play aggressive with him too. I have many moments where a squad will catch me off guard and I'm able to use my ult to 1v3 them and win. I've hit myself with my ult many times because of being so aggressive. Is it possible you could share some clips, videos, because of you playing crypto? Uh, that would be great to see. I'm always looking for ways to improve, and I feel like watching you play crypto would be awesome. If this is a good idea, you guys could post a little clips of you playing as a certain legend to then let people see how you can play as legend to go along with the Mastering the Legends. Love the pods, can't get enough. Video Mastering the Legends essentially is the request, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um... Great question. Always love hearing from cryptos. Love crypto. Love, mm -hmm. you know, aggressive crypto. I think it's such a unique play style that nobody really knows how to react. And it is kind of an oppressive ability um, when you use it right, but it's hard to pull off. Um, we sadly will probably not be introducing video in this format. I think the closest thing that we could do for you is as we continue doing the third-party invitationals, potentially adding more video coverage for that in recap videos. We'll try our best to continue live streaming them. And there's a situation where maybe we require crypto to be played and we get a mm -hmm. lot of highlighting, you know, offensive, defensive, recon, crypto. Um, so that's probably the best we could maybe do for you in terms of video yeah and just not easy for us to do and uh not something we have the time to do currently um you know maybe we'll throw a stream on at some point and if you hop in you can ask for us to play crypto and you can uh watch how we go about it but mastering legends is kind of the easiest way to do it and we kind of want to do some updated ones crypto probably deserves to be on that updated list uh, as well so uh, we could definitely find something there but that's going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>